Welcome to the fifth episode of our Five Minutes with UBP Global Fixed Income podcast series. Today we're going to talk about the recent Federal Reserve meeting and how the team are positioned. My name is Bernard McGrath, Senior Investment Specialist for UBP's Global and Absolute Return Fixed Income range, and with me again today is Mo Kazmi, Portfolio Manager and Macro Strategist. Mo, can you give me an update on the team's current market positioning and fixed income segments you like? Hi Bernard. So we remain positioned for higher yields, particularly at the front and belly of the curve, as economies continue to normalise. The reopening will, over time, allow central banks to turn less dovish, and we have already seen the first signs of this from the Fed this past week. We initially held these short-duration positions through the US. However, more recently, we have also been positioned through Europe, where the acceleration of the vaccine rollout should allow Europe to see similarly strong growth readings that have already been seen in the US. For credit, we're still positive, as rates are rising for good reasons, and so we see room for compression in credit markets, with higher beta segments of the market such as high yield and the 81 market outperforming and benefiting from stronger growth and lower defaults. Thanks, Mo. You mentioned the Fed. What did you make of the last Federal Reserve meeting? It does seem to have caught a number of market participants off guard, particularly when you look at the price action since. Yes, the Fed did make a more hawkish shift than most had anticipated. They now have two hikes penciled in for 2023 in their dot plot from zero previously, and seven out of the 18 members even have a hike as soon as 2022. At the same time, Fed Chair Powell confirmed that they began initial tapering discussions, which should advance as the year progresses. So we think this shift from the Fed was really driven by their increased confidence in the economic outlook. The Fed is reacting to a strengthening consumer, and they're reacting to their confidence still in the labour market, where although job gains have slowed in recent months, they do expect for payroll numbers to be strong in the months ahead, as the enhanced unemployment benefits expire, which in the end will force people back into work. So we see this meeting as the Fed taking the opportunity to close the gap in pricing between themselves and the market in terms of hikes expected, which should provide a floor in rates, especially at the front end. So what does that mean for inflation? Previously, there'd be media articles talking about potential excessive inflation down the line. But actually, since the Federal Reserve meeting, break-evens have come lower. Where do you stand on it? So I think the market moves are because the Fed is coming across as more sensitive to higher inflation than first thought. For example, although the Fed's dots were more hawkish, the inflation forecast hardly changed for 2022 and 23. We all thought that as the Fed moves to an average inflation targeting framework, where they said that they would be comfortable with inflation above 2% for a period of time, that it would allow the Fed to be more patient. But what the dots actually suggest is that the Fed is only comfortable with inflation above target for one year. And for us, this reduces the likelihood that inflationary pressures could become more sustained and permanent, supporting the transitory inflation argument as the dots indicate that the Fed will act before allowing higher long-term inflation expectations to become embedded. At the beginning of this podcast, you told us about your current positioning, that being short rates and still long credit, uh, particularly high income credit, for instance, high yield and 81s. 
Can you still remain positive on credit if the Federal Reserve is turning more hawkish? So for now, we are comfortable with the positions we held coming into the Fed, being underweight US duration towards the front and belly of the curve, and having a positive bias in our credit positioning. For rates, we think that the longer end may not see as much pressure to sell off as the front end, as long-term inflation expectations become better managed by the Fed now. When it comes to risk markets, if the Fed really is more sensitive to inflation than first thought, then it should help to manage one of the main fears and terrorists out there for investors, which was one of rising and permanent inflation pressures, which could have also led to a disorderly move higher in rates, which is unlikely to be the case now. So if this terror risk has been reduced, it could actually be seen positively for risk in credit markets, allowing investors to focus back on the strong growth outlook. I think that's a very good point, Mo, that investors were very fearful of excessive inflation disrupting credit markets. Whereas if that is being addressed through policy action from the Federal Reserve, credit markets should actually be able to concentrate more on the growth story and continue to perform. Thank you very much for your insights and for those listening to this podcast. If you would like any further information, please do not hesitate to contact us or visit us on our website at ubp.com.